This is exactly where you can start making a difference. This news article. You can check out the link in the description box and email these authors. When I seen this so-called story, and it, it's great for the victims' families that it's finally been solved, but they have to mention the place where it happened is now the Hells Angels Las Vegas headquarters. Usually I give a big intro and stuff like that to the show, but not today. Because that is blazingly, blazingly what they were trying to point to because they know there is a trial about to begin in Las Vegas against the Hells Angels. And you're saying, what the hell are you talking about, Hollywood? There was a cold case. Unfortunate. A woman was killed. And where it happened, they finally got the guy who did it. And where they got where it happened now happens to be the clubhouse. But they had to make sure they put it in there. See, media works in a way where, how can I say, it puts stuff in the back of your mind and you don't even realize it. It's only one quick sentence, but that one quick sentence can tie the club to something like this. Unsuspecting readers, that's what they're going to get out of it because we all know that a lot of people don't take the time to research what's going on in an article. What's got my panties all in a bind, you say? This out of Las Vegas Review Journal. Again, link in the description box. Take time to write these people. Man arrested after 40 years in slain of a Las Vegas woman. Our thoughts go out to the family. This by Brett Clarkson and Sabrina Schooner of the Las Vegas Journal, or Las Vegas Review Journal, whatever they want to go. Now, check out how hideous this was. And you'll know why I'm kind of upset about them putting the club's name in here. More than four decades... The homicide of Sandra Renee DeFelice in her Las Vegas home remained unsolved. It was a lot worse there, but I ain't saying it on the air like that. You got to give some kind of uh, respect to the victim here, even though they want to do and make their money off of it. Monday, uh, police said 64-year-old Las Vegas man has been arrested in connection with the December 26th 1980 slaying. I'm going to skip down here. I'm going to skip down, then I'm going to come back up. And you'll see how people, if they were skimming this article, like I just moved back and forth before covering it, would see this. The house in which DeFleecy was killed at 1505 East Bonanza is now the Las Vegas headquarters of the Hells Angels. 
that's the only place where the club is mentioned. Again, if you were skimming through it, unsuspecting citizen, what would you have got from that? Oh, wait a second. It's headquarters to the Hells Angels. That's what people would have thought if I wasn't pointing it out. That one sentence right there, and they know a trial's about to start. See how a jury can be tainted? What if a a potential juror's looking at this story? Oh, wait a second. That happened at the Las Vegas headquarters of the Hells Angels. That's what they're thinking. They tainted a jury pool against those that are going to be facing trial in Las Vegas. Now, going back up, Paul Nuttall was taken into custody at his Northwest Valley home, said Metro Homicide uh, Section Lieutenant John, or Lieutenant Jason Johansson, in a news briefing announcing the arrest. Mind you, this happened in 1980, so this is going to be a big uh, story because of the cold cases that are being solved now. Quote, after Paul Nuttall was taken into custody, my cold case investigators had the pleasure of making the one phone call that every cold case detective wants to make. That call was to the slain woman's daughter, who was three years old when her mother was killed. Now in her 40s, the Fleechy's daughter spurred the developments that led to the arrest by calling cold uh, case detectives in 2021 to ask for an update. When detectives looked over the case again, they realized that evidence found under the Fleechy's fingernails should be tested for DNA. The test results led to Nuttall, Johansson said. Great stuff for the family getting this solved. By no means do I want to take that away from them. I'm talking about the article itself. Quote, I am hopeful that in some way, shape, or form, this provides some sort of closure for the family and ultimately the results in some type of closure and justice for uh, Sandra Johansson. Here it is right here. So you get uh, past the first part. Then you go and hear this if you're a potential juror in that case against them guys in the club. A 1983 review journal story remembered the killing as, quote, one of the most savage homicides in Las Vegas history. Again, a 1983 review journal story remembered the killing as, quote, one of the most savage homicides in Las Vegas history. So you're reading this story. And then, oops, you go back down. The house in which DeFleechi uh, was killed was at 1505 East Bonanza, is now the Las Vegas headquarters of the Hells Angels. I am so hoping that people that are watching this right now goes into the description box clicks the link, and emails these authors and tell them 
that the Hells Angels had nothing whatsoever to do with this savage homicide and that it should be corrected that they you had no intention of making it seem like they did it. One thing I could uh, actually agree with in Australia, because I get contacted a lot by depending who's, uh, you know, the prosecution defendant, they got a law out there where you can't poison a jury pool. Meaning anything article-wise that could hurt them has to be taken down. It's one of their country's laws. And in a situation like this, it would really go far. Let me tell you, it would really, really go far. Because mentioning them just by the one sentence and making it seem like they're connected to this guy is going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Because you're tainting the jury pool and you have to wonder, is it on purpose? Are you? It might be the case that it is their headquarters or whatever they call it. It might be the case. But at the same time, it doesn't need to be mentioned because they had nothing to do with it. It was one of them deals where they just slip it right under the radar. And they know a lot of people ain't going to read the whole damn article. They're going to skim it like I showed you. They're going to read a couple uh, uh, paragraphs. They're going to go down, get the gist of it. Oh, wait a second. That was the Hells Angels Clubhouse? They're not going to put two and two together. That was 40 years ago. Because, again, people really don't take the time to look at an article, do research. They don't do it. And they know that. It's unbelievable what some people will do in this country to get a conviction. We see that all the time out of prosecutors, out of law enforcement agencies, but to have media working hand in hand with them, come on, you're supposed to keep government honest. Boy, we know that ain't the truth. And if it don't fit your narrative, you want to take anybody and everybody down that don't agree with you. So everybody, write that author, man. Write those uh, authors of that piece and tell them, put out a correction, man. They weren't involved in this. There's no reason for them to be in it. Anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now with uh, China Dow coming up right after this. Music break. Stay tuned for the second half of this show, Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. China Dow's coming in the studio right now. Rock on.
Oh, yeah, I got China Dow in the studio. She is amajiming it right now with the bandana. You know what? I had to listen while I was in the studio because usually I wake up about four or five o'clock in the morning and I'm listening to these TikToks over and over and over again because you didn't turn your phone off last night. You <laughs> fell asleep with this damn phone on. And I'm looking at the cat saying, what the hell, man? Because the cat was even looking at me. Would you make it stop? The dogs, poor dogs, looking at me. Would you make it stop? Why didn't you turn your phone off and you left it on TikTok? Whoops. Yeah, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops is uh, what she has to say. Well, obviously... The videos I was watching weren't too entertaining if I fell asleep. That's the problem. See, you fall asleep. You just don't remember to turn shit off. Like the TV, the light. <laughs> you know, we got a high-tech TV. Why don't you just put the timer on? That way it goes it to sleep itself. It has a timer. <laughs> yes, it has a timer, you dumbass. Whoops, my bad. This is what I have to live with, man. I- I'm really upset about this. Because I can hear it all the way down to my room. It's like you call me death. The TV or the phone? phone. You to hear oh. it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, my ass. Sorry. Man. Anyway, Friday night, I'm going to be doing a live. And it was really killing me yesterday. It really was. I was watching the families give their statement to the court and their the parkland shooting and it just broke my heart it did it like cracked it in half and threw it on the floor what them parents victims sisters brothers husbands wives are going through and you have a snub defense team that was taken issue with what they were saying. Could you imagine if one of our kids, grandkids got killed in a school shooting? I'd be freaking fanatic here. Jump over, cut his throat or something. But they were actually saying you're an evil person. And the defense got their panties in a bind. And that judge was going off on the defense throughout the trial and shit. One of the attorneys actually gave her the middle finger during the trial. What? Yeah, it was that bad. But my heart was just breaking with what happened. It was to hear some of them statements that were being thrown out. There was one woman that was on an aircraft carrier in the Middle East, right off the coast of Iran. And her father-in-law was killed in this thing. She didn't find out until days later. And it took a while for her to get back home. But could you imagine opening up an email saying your father-in-law was just killed in a mass shooting? No, actually, I could never imagine it. So I'm going to be covered this Friday night because I'm doing different things on the channel over there. Mostly on lives and on weekends and stuff getting into issues of this country 
because I think we need to, because I truly believe with the big voting block that bikers have, that we should get involved in stuff. Now, we have an interesting topic coming up that actually goes to what I was talking about in the first segment. And these are the media platforms that really affect socialization in this country. In the first segment, there was a mass murderer finally caught, not a mass murderer, but a murderer in a cold case that was finally caught. And the place where it happened, and this was 40 fucking years ago, now happens to be the clubhouse of the Hells Angels. There was no reason whatsoever to put the Hells Angels in that article. None whatsoever. Who cares what it is now? But they did it because there's a trial coming up with the Angels. And you know how you read stuff. You do it every morning. You skim through it. Mm -hmm. You get a little just of what's going on. And then your eyes stick to certain parts. Yeah. And reading how hideous it was. And then you're skimming. Then you see the Hells Angels. That's what they're going to think. Those writers knew that was going to happen. They did it on purpose. And that's going to be everywhere in the media. So how is that giving these guys that are coming up on trial? That's going to be, how are they going to get a fair trial? They're not. It was just like that stuff in Minnesota with George Floyd. How were they, even though they were cops, how the hell were they going to get a free, uh, um, fair trial? Because the way things were, they weren't. It's because anytime something's put in the papers or the media, like social media, the news itself, it, the way they spit, put a spin on everything. China doll looks like she's going to fall asleep. <laughs> the way they put a spin on everything makes it look like nobody's going to get a fair trial. No, it, 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 it really isn't. And Mike was uh, right about this one. I truly believe what they were doing was trying to put it in the back of uh, people's subconscious mind because there's ways of doing that. And now if you have a juror, a potential one, that was reading that article, that's going to stick in the back of their mind. Even though they might not know it or not, it's going to stick in the back of their mind. It's going to make them second guess everything that they're hearing. Exactly. Well, wait a second. There was a murder rape at that location and it's the hell's angels clubhouse yep that's what the fuck they're gonna think because of one sentence and uh, mike's got it right articles like that are written down to a science it's unfair by all regards mm -hmm. and that is it they write it like that on purpose even though they had nothing whatsoever to do with this guy it actually makes it look like the guy was affiliated with them. And that wasn't true. I was going to say that's not the case. But other people are going to hear that. Just because of that one sentence. Because of that one sentence. Yep. 
then they're just going to affiliate or assume that that guy is affiliated and he's not. No matter what the case, they're in a trial. Jurors are supposed to rule on beyond reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. That reasonable doubt was just taken away. That's unfair because of the media and what they did. And what's even worse right now is you got to go to YouTube in order to find anything in the news about Parkland. Yeah. About these families and the pain they're going through. You got to go to YouTube. Why? They ain't carrying it on national newspapers and stuff. You'll cover the want for gun control and use them, but you won't report on the statements. They're hurt. And that's why I put the link to the article up for the beginning was everybody, please flood these assholes and tell them to make a correction that it might have seemed like we are, you know, saying that the Hells Angels had something to do with this, but they really didn't. Make them put out a statement. If there's enough people that do that, they'll put it out. Or at least you hope they will. It's just like saying, okay, I'm going on trial for something like armed robbery. Or, well, put it in a position. I murdered China now. <laughs> okay? I murdered China now. And at our house is where it happened. It happened 20 years ago. I'm sitting in the jail cell enjoying my new life because I don't have to hear China Dollar singing Baby Shark on the back of my bike. And a club moves in to our address. And then something happens. Well, it happened at this address. And it's trying to tie people together. That ain't right. That was like the dumbest shit you just said how was it dumb sometimes i do fantasize about it oops i gave my motive away anyway (laughs) but you know where i'm going with this it was unfair to the defendants in this trial where we're supposed to have innocence until proven guilty and now they just got bent over and fucked But that's how the social media and the freaking media itself works. But that's why we got to push back on it. That's why you got to write to these authors of this article. Because I guarantee it, if I didn't cover it, even our own audience, some of them would have said they did it without even reading the article. I guarantee it. Because a lot of times I do get a lot of stupid people that they don't listen to the whole video and they make assumptions. They'll listen to like 45 seconds, one minute, and then make their decision without hearing anything. So I know that if they were reading an article like that, that's what they would have assumed. And they had no right to do that to the angels. No fucking right whatsoever to do it to them. They have no right doing that to anybody. 
So Friday night is the the 4th of November. We're going to be talking about this Parkland thing. And evil really does exist. Friday night is your birthday eve. My birthday eve. Saturday's the birthday. Yes. It is to honor Hollywood coming into this earth. The best thing that's ever happened. So we're having a funeral. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I'll sit with you, Chase. We'll have a party, man. We'll get lined up and uh, have some, uh, you know, doobies and shit like that. It's easy to get that shit in the joint. Uh, People should actually do their research. Question for you, China. What? In the beginning, you never did your research during the show. No, I would. All I would. All I would do is I would read the title of an article. That's all you would read. The, and then the you make then you make assumptions. Yep. On what the title was. Yeah. How important is it for people to do research on a subject, and not just from one news sources, but one, you know, many. It's extremely important so you can get all the facts. Because I already know in the comments section of the video part, I'm going to get some ass nines out there that are going to start, yeah, they did it wrong, blah, 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 blah. They didn't have a fucking thing to do with this thing. So it is important for people to do research, but I find those that don't ignorant. Well, even for like stuff when we when I look up stuff for the show or my own, you know, thing or whatever, I look up and I read like four different articles Mm -hmm. about the same thing and make sure that they're all identical. And what we're going to be talking about right now is how it molds us these different sources of information. Basically, what is the title of the article I sent you? Because it fits just right in with the topic I had with the Las Vegas shit. It's basically agents of socialization. This is how people socialize now. Big time. Mm -hmm. It's not like the old days we go and go say to a freaking bar an event and shake somebody's hands and say how you doing meet you at work the whole nine yards now it's done a different way and it's made us stupider if you ask me china Dow reads a lot on the internet so you wonder why she's stupid but you know it happens anyway what the hell what do you mean what the hell What's wrong with reading on the internet? <laughs> Rude. The problem when you first started was you would read known outlets that spread bullshit. Yeah, but I've come to learn. You would read a blog and think it was real. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. No, I. Okay, maybe. <laughs> And I think this is all on purpose. You ever hear the Great Reset? Yeah. I truly believe that's 100% in action right now. Hell, I thought that's what COVID was about. I think that was the start of it. I really do. I think that was the start of the Great Reset. Now our economy is so fucked up 
We don't have any reserves on diesel. And they're trying to tell us how to think now. Subliminally, if you ask me. Yeah. A lot of what you see, if you do not catch it, it sticks in your back of your mind. And it's one of them deals where you say, where did I hear that before? Or what was that again? I heard that. But you just can't quite get it. But it still puts that thought in your mind. That's what they do. So let's go over the first one. Okay. The the first, they call it agent of socialization, is family. You're going to learn. And you know what? That was what I hate to bring up Parkland. (coughs) But hearing their stories about the kids. There was one story where a woman said her last dinner with her daughter. She was so respectful. Thank you, mommy. Uh, Gave her a cookie. uh, Emojis after she left for school. How you raise your kids is how the cycle's going to start. And there's a lot of bad things out there with family. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. It's true. And the problem with that is once it happens to the kid, they grow up and the cycle continues. At some point, you got to break that cycle. And I truly believe that the events that you hold with your kids how you raise them, how you interact with them has everything to do with their socialization skills. If you have one parent that is always negative, those kids are going to be negative. Mm -hmm. Or if you have one parent that says, well, I don't like people, they're going to pick up on that shit. And then they get themselves isolated. And then when you get that isolation and then you throw in TV, the internet, more negativity, it just gets worse and worse. What are your thoughts on that? Well, there are a couple main questions that go along with your family being part of your socialization. Should parents get credit when their children turn out to be good kids and even go on to accomplish great things in life? I don't think so. It should be expected. If you're going to raise your kids, make sure you raise your kids with morality, drive, goals. That's something every parent should get, and they shouldn't have to sit there and look for credit. I don't believe that. That's part of your job as a parent to make sure that happens. Just like it's your job not to have any negativity coming. Because if if it happens, then you just keep the cycle going. At some point, you got to break that cycle. And it's really hard to do when you start doing it when they're younger. Because what is it, between two and six? They're like a garbage disposal, just get everything. Oh, yeah. They pick up on every, every, every thing. damn thing. 
and that forms their personality. It's interesting. Do you think they should get freaking credit, or do you think that's the way it's supposed to just be? I don't think parents should get credit. I think that that when you raise your kids right, and they uh, do become like, I don't want credit for how our daughter did. Mm-hmm. I, for her success, I don't want credit for it. She did it. She did it, but you were but instrumental we, in it. We were instrumental as parents, but we didn't do it for her. She no, the herself. one that should get the credit, her. Exactly. Just like Chase, and I believe this 1,000%. Being a single father, too, I'm not a, you know, a single father. I got moron over here. <laughs> Try my best to have my kids go in a dire- uh, different direction than me. Yeah. That was one of the biggest things that I've always wanted for my kids. You always want your kids to be better than what you Yeah, are. but I didn't want them growing up in Chicago. I didn't want them around the gangs. I didn't want them to be a fucking asshole like me. I wanted them to pave their own path. Mm-hmm. And I have to give you some credit because you kept them on that path. I didn't want them to turn out like you or me for that matter. But there's nothing wrong with you. See, one of the biggest regrets I have is with my one son. And that was he wanted to bang. He wanted to live on the street. He would do that because he used to hear the stories about me in the neighborhood. He wanted to be like dad. And now he's doing 30 years in prison. The cycle didn't break there. Nope. Granted, he didn't live with me, but he still was in that position. Where, yeah, even though I was here with our kids, you took a little more into the education part. I was 110% into their education. Because I was all, because I didn't have a good experience with education. No. I learned more on the streets than I ever did in a schoolroom. And it bored me. Yeah, I got into things like history. But I was never into mathematics and stuff like that. I can't do algebra. The only reason I could do fractions is because you need them, you know, measuring and stuff. But I never got into algebra. I never got into geometry. I can't do that kind of shit. But then you look and see your kids. Damn, man, they can do trigonometry. They can do some really cool shit. So it was great that they actually got where they got. Mm -hmm. And you didn't allow them. Really, to be hermits. No. You would take them out all the time. Mm-hmm. Different places. Different places. I think that's why you have that special relationship, because I was the asshole and you were the good one. <laughs> it's because I took them a lot of places. Because I believed in discipline and you wanted to be a friend. Yeah. But you did keep them away from electronics a lot mm-hmm. and that's one of the things with the socialization shit that parents have really lost 
That's why it's key on the number. It's number one on the list because as a mother and father, you're supposed to put your kids in the right direction. Now there's no morals. Okay. We'll see what you just said goes with part. The second question that is the most common question when it comes to family. Should the parents get blame if their children turn out bad? Yes. I take blame every day. I do. I sit there. I was always one of them guys. If you were wrong, you admit you're wrong. That's one of the things I was taught. And the funny thing was, it wasn't from my father. It was from guys on the street where I worked. It was with them that I learned that. Because, well, you know the people, you know the people, okay? Let's just put it that way. Yeah. If you didn't admit you were wrong, you ended up in the back of a trunk. So that was the first thing I did when I started working as one of their stock boys, later as a bouncer, later as a runner, numbers game and all that stuff, was if you were wrong, you admit it. So, yes, you take the blame. Just like I take the blame with him and sitting in prison right now. But see, I don't think the parents should take the blame for when their parent when their kids are bad. I really don't. Why? Because of the fact that your kid, like, okay, I'm. Can we just use your son as an example? Okay. All right. With your son being in prison for thirty years, he had a choice. He chose to do what he did. Nobody forced him to do what he did. Okay, now you kids always no, have wait a, a second choice. Here. They can say no. They can walk uh, away. Okay, walk away while you have a guy messing around with your girlfriend. And him and his girlfriend could have just left. Him and his girlfriend could have just left. They could have walked away. Then where is, uh, then his girl would have looked at him like he was some kind of punk. I doubt it. It takes a bigger person to walk away from an issue. But that's fantasy world. That's not fantasy world. That ain't real life. It is too. Okay, so if you're in a fucking bar and somebody's fucking with you, I'm not supposed to do anything? I'm supposed to walk away with you? No, fuck that. I think it takes a bigger man to walk away and not not mess with the issue. How is that being a bigger man? You're taking away the manhood of the man. No, you're not. Yes, you are. No, you're, you're taking not. their manhood. No, you're not. So you're going to sit here and you're going to take blame for something that your son did. <clears throat> well, maybe if you were right. See, the way I look at it and the way you look at it. Yeah, it might have saved them. Doing it your way. But at the same time, I would have said, what the fuck do you do? So you think that the parents of like serial killers and the, all that, they should get the blame for their kid turning out that way? They should take some, yes. Because there was early signs. Okay, but what if the parents did everything basically by the book and raising their child and they still turned out bad? But like, did like, they? They still turn out like a Ted Bundy. Well, that's just the, you to look at Jeffrey Dahmer. The father his was parent, a religious man, tried to raise him right, but they had clues. Yeah, there's always clues, but it's whether or not you want to open your eyes to those. 
Did you open your eyes to all the stuff going on with your son? I already knew it, it as it was going on. I already knew he was going to live through that. I already knew it. There's nothing I could have done whatsoever to change his mind. Exactly. So don't put blame on yourself. But at the same time. No, not at the same time. Did the past actions of myself cause that? With no. him having to hear all the stories. Because he's hearing shit. all the stories. He didn't visibly see anything. He's hearing stories. There, When you hear stories about people's life, unless you go to that person to get the actual story, that's all it is, is hearsay. But at the same time, it put it's just like the uh, Hell's Angels article. It puts it in people's minds. But I'm very disappointed to hear that. And at the same time, I'm actually like, okay, maybe she has a point. I just don't like the fact that somebody's manhood's being taken away. There is no way whatsoever I could sit there and let somebody fuck with you and not do nothing. There's no way I would walk away from a situation. And like how many that. times we have we have actually been in the situation a few times. And how many times have I said, come on, let's just go. It didn't work out too good. No, you didn't listen, but you should have. Shut up. I'm a bonehead. But at the same time, I can see where you're coming from. The problem is you don't see where I'm coming from. I do see where you're coming from, but Okay, women, they like a protect a man that's a protector. Yes or no? Yeah. So how to how do you reconcile wanting a man that's a protector and then wanting a man to walk away? How do you reconcile that? Very easily. Cuz sometimes you you don't have to uh throw down in order to prove you're a man. We're going to disagree on that. Okay, let's just agree to disagree. There you go. All See, right. we can. We can. We can agree to disagree on that point. But I think you're, you know, truly right about the family part. That is the, don't you think that's the bedrock one? It, well, it is. Where it's the foundation? It's the foundation because of the fact that, that monkey see, monkey do, I guess you could say. The parents are the parents are going to, you know, do things, say things, you know, try and help their kids do whatever they got to do to make their kids better people. Oh, like dirty knobs. Hold on a second. If the parents didn't mess up, we wouldn't have serial killer Monday. Yeah, but how is it the parents fault? That's a good question. One that's going to be answered a lot because there's a bunch of morons out there that are serial killers. Yeah, there are a bunch of morons, but it's like, okay, I, I've noticed from a lot of the ones that we've done, at least half had shitty childhoods. Okay, But isn't it you Where, who always says it shouldn't matter if they had a shitty uh, no, childhood? I, I'm, I'm just... Okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah, they're all saying, well... This my dad was an alcoholic. My mom was a drug addict. Uh, but then you got the other half where their parents were educators. They were, you know, some of them had, you know, ex some of them were wealth. I mean, it's like there's two sides of the coin for the parents. But at the same time, kids are supposed to be taught what's right and what's wrong. 
from their parents. Like, Do you think that's what happened with this Parkland guy? This Parkland murdering bastard? What do you mean? The mother tried to teach, teach him. him right, but he went and beat the shit out of her and then went to shoot everybody? I think he just basically didn't agree with anything his mother had to say, and that's why he beat the shit out of her. Because some people some people are just, okay, this is my opinion. This is not low, no freaking from any article or anything like that. My opinion is some people are just going to be evil no matter what you do. I agree. It doesn't matter if you are the the best parent in the world that can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. They're still going to be evil people. No matter what. Do you believe what Dirty Knobs just And the put? only reason why I say that is because your parents are not your only influence in life. Do you believe what Dirty Knobs just said? What? People are products of their environment to a point. Yeah. Because you got to keep in mind, the parents may be the main focus in your life when you're young. Mm-hmm. But then you got TV music, video games, peer pressure. You got all these other aspects of life. Right. That are going to affect you. Like if you're I agree. If you're a nerdy person and a, a little bookworm or something, you're going to have the jocks that are probably going to bully you or try and get you to do their homework. You know, there's the bullying there. I mean, there's all these other influences. Yeah, your parents are the main influence on your life because they br- brought you in this world. Hopefully they do good. Mm-hmm. But there's always going to be a hiccup in the road, which is the outside interference. Not just the family, but the outside interference, like I, social media and all that shit. I really like what Rattlesnake has uh, to say about this. Parents are responsible for the uh, moral upbringing and well-being of a child. When that is perverted in any fashion, it causes more issues in the future of that child's life. Yeah. That's just like if you have a mother sitting there doing drugs with her kids. (laughs) Smack the fuck out of them kind of people. You don't do that. Nope. That is not something you have around a child. No. You don't have it to where you have a kid that's 12 years old and all you do is see daddy bringing home a bunch of bitches. Because he starts forming the opinion that's what's supposed to happen. Well, that's just like in situations where you know, you've got young kids in the house and there's always arguing, fighting. You know, it's like WrestleMania in the house between the parents. Then the kids are going to see that and they're going to think, well, that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not. Parents aren't perfect. I'll never claim one day in my life that I'm a perfect parent. Did I feel in my my heart that I did the best that I could. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, at least you you tried. But you can always do better. But sometimes it's like a day late and a dollar short. 
And where's the thinking come in? Uh, and I really have a problem with this. Where does it come in that where a parent can think it's all right to do a line with their kids or smoke a pipe with their kids or shoot heroin with their kids or shoot heroin with their kids? Where and we wonder why we have such a problem in society today. That isn't right. I don't care how you feel about drugs. I don't care if you think they should be legal or not. You don't do that shit. You can look at me uh, when I smoke fucking Mary Jane. I'm not around the fucking kids. No, you've never. not even now. No, you've never done it in front of the kids. Can the kids smell it? Yes. But they've never actually seen me do it. No, they've never visually seen you do it ever. Not even some of the ki- my kids that do do it. They still don't see me doing it. Mm-mm. No, actually, a lot of it's a, a, a couple, of, you know, well, one or two of your kids <laughs> mm. that actually did do it, smoke weed. They They always would argue with you that you never do it and that you've never done it. Because they've never seen you do it. Right. And I'd be like, yeah, he does. <laughs> but it, but see, that's where that's where a parent's common sense comes into play. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do your coke, you're going to do your whatever, you're going to go be drunk every other day. You know, sometimes, you know, your kids don't need to see that shit. You're going to be a hoochie and bring people home like a different, like if you're a single mom and you're bringing a different dude home every other night, make sure your kids are asleep. Don't do do that and kick them the fuck out after. You don't introduce them to strangers. No, but it's like, you know, there's a lot. And that's why I said a lot of parents, you know, no parent is perfect. There is no perfect ideal parent. Mm -hmm. Everybody fucks up. Everybody makes mistakes. Yes, you hopefully. Yeah, but at the same time, you can you keep learn, on saying that? But you hopefully learn from those mistakes. And at the same time, when if you make a mistake in front of your child, fess up that you fucked up. And don't do it again. And don't do it again. You don't go over there and hand them a pipe. Let's get fucking high on crack. You know, if they walk in on you smoking, you know fucking doing a line oh my god you shouldn't have seen that this is so wrong don't ever do this right you know grandpa slayer most important thing i believe parents can teach their kid is respect i made damn sure my sons understood what respect means now that is 100 percent true but now the kids nowadays i i they have no respect And it's funny because like a lot of the kids, I'll just in this town, for example, I know a lot of these kids, parents Mm -hmm. and their parents are very respectful people. So it's like you got to be on. I mean, this is where I'm kind of probably double siding myself, but you got to be on the fence and be like, okay, then why is their kid such an asshole? And it's like, oh, well. Look at the people that the kids that they're hanging around with. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, do you blame the parents because their kids an asshole? I don't think so because I know the parents. I blame it on the bullshit with their friends. You're going to let her talk to you like that. You're going to uh-huh. chase. 
fuck that. I've been single for nine years. I'm married to my fatherhood. And that has to be the most admirable thing that I've heard this whole show because he stepped up, took his responsibilities serious. And as a father, there's a lot of fucking people out there that are men that just leave. Yeah. They say, ah, screw the kids. But we don't give props to the ones that stay. Well, there's a saying. Personally, I believe if they leave, they're cowards. There is a saying. I, I'm probably going to quote it wrong, but it like anybody can be a dad, but it takes a real man to be a father. You're damn right. 100%. It, I mean, I'm not sure if that's 100% what the quote is, but I think that's what it is. But it's totally true because anybody can be a dad. But it takes it does. It takes a real man to step up and be a father. Mm -hmm. And and I don't mean of your own biological kids either. Because there's a lot of step kids in relationships now. And just because, okay, I'm I'll just use me as an example. I'm a stepmom to one, two, <laughs> three kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a stepmom to three kids. And I try to treat them as if they are my own. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. But not all people do that. Well, hell no, they don't. Because a lot of people will be like, well, that's not my kid. That's your problem. That's not my kid. And they don't take the responsibility <laughs> to step up and help them. Exactly. So, yeah, I'd have to say the point is you're a product of your environment. Sometimes I have to agree with that. So statement. and just because you're not the biological parent to one of your stepchildren. You could like, yeah, you could be a dad, but that person stepped into this relationship and now they're raising someone else's child as if they're their own child. So in my eyes, that would make them. A bigger man or a bigger woman, whatever. But you still got to give credit where credit's due, where a man will stay and choose his kids over a piece of ass. Yeah. How protective they are of the kids instead of a piece of ass. Mm -hmm. uh, Terry, basic good morals taught by parents are often influenced by outsiders, social media peers, and uh, friends. Uh, what do we got here? Morbic. I raised four girls that are not my uh, bio kids, but their dad didn't want anything to do with them. So I took them and they are my girls. That's what you were just talking about. hundred percent, hundred percent. But there's a lot of guys that won't do that. And that's pitiful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So like in Morbic's case, there, there is a dad, but the dad didn't want to have anything to do with it. So Morbic stepped in. As the bigger person. And he would be considered the father. Mm -hmm. Not just a dad. The but father. a father figure. Because of the fact that. He was raising those girls. And teaching them. The right and the wrong. And he was. And see at their that, influence. At that point I think. If a guy is in a situation. Like Morbic is. He needs to tell the other one, you know what? Stay the fuck out of their lives. You're no good. You're a piece of shit. You had your chance. You walked away from it. You walked away. Now I'm taking over. 
I'm being there for them. I'm doing for them. And that I don't need your help and I don't need your financial help. Get fucking gone. Get bent. Eat a bag of dicks. But it's just it just shows that there's people out there. I mean, I hear conversations between people all the time. Like I I I overheard one of the nights when I was out hearing these this group of guys talking about the this this one guy that's dating this girl and he's like, "Dude, but she's got baggage." Baggage nowadays means they have kids. If you say a girl has baggage. And they're pieces of shit for saying that. And the guy that was dating the girl, he's like, yeah, but her kids are amazing. So that just shows he wasn't letting his friends Mm -hmm. peer pressure him into not being with her because she has kids. He was the bigger man and stayed. He didn't walk away because his friends were like, eh, why are you going to be with somebody that's already got kids? Don't you want kids of your own? Well, kids of your own can still happen. But it, it, do you know what I'm saying? Odie, I've been in my stepson and daughter all their lives, and I treat them the same as my own. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll, man. For real. So how does that affect it when a father walks away? How does that affect the kids? Because a lot of people don't understand. Well, one thing kids get affected by this well, shit. One thing which it, it's not always easy to do, especially if the family, if if the mother or father that walked out of the picture is a total douche. Mm. But the hardest thing that the like even me as a step parent, the hardest thing that I had as an issue was not talking bad about their actual parent. Oh, that's hard. I, I just step up and do it. I mean, for you to do it is one thing because, I mean, in our situation, because it was your, you know, your ex-wife. But for me to do it, it's like. Yeah, that, they'll hold it again. They you. hold it against you. So it's super hard, you know, because you want your kids to be able to form their own views and opinions of their actual biological Mm-hmm. And let them voice their own opinions on that, where you don't want to be the one that says, well, he's bad. She's bad. No, you don't want to have nothing. You 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 don't want to try and do that because then it makes it seem like you're forcing your opinion on them. Uh, Rattlesnake, teach them that if you want to be successful on any level, that you need to surround yourself with people that have the same mindset. The perfect example is those that have money always surround themselves with people with money. Yes. Those that want to live in shit are ones that surround themselves with people that want to live in shit. Perfect example right there. Uh, Road Dog taking some questions and comments here. My mom, we're going to have to go over the rest uh, tomorrow. We usually get going on a subject. Yeah, I know. There's like still four more. (laughs) We'll go through them tomorrow. Uh, My stepmom helped me raise me from four years old and I'm 44 now. I don't talk to my bio mom at all. You're in that situation. I don't talk to my bio mom. Not only is she a crackhead fuck nut. I was born addicted to drugs because of her. But she has, she's so negative. Why would you want her around you? I don't have anything to do with her. But I know you're in that situation, but there are good people out there and you're a good stepmom. I try. 
but there are good people out there that want to step up and do the right thing. And I think that is lacking in today's society. Mm -hmm. It's big time lacking. Like, okay. Okay. Put it this way. How does our kids feel about your bio mom? They don't, they don't, they want nothing to do with her. No. Uh -uh. Because she's so negative. You know, well, one thing I like... got to be happy with is with the kids that we have, we got one that is very successful. Yeah. And we got another one that I couldn't live without. I could not live without <laughs> my youngest son. The baby. Yeah. I couldn't. Because Corey makes me laugh. He makes me feel good. He's like he's like our, our, our uh, ray of sunshine. He really is. Like, I would have we, to say so. We could be having the shittiest day ever, and then he would he would come into our room, and he would just he would either start ripping on me, or he'd start ripping on Hollywood. And ripping on Hollywood, it makes me die. I almost pee. It's hilarious. We go back and forth, but it's it's like, and then the, and then all of a sudden it ends up the two of them ganging up on me. But right, but it it makes us all laugh. It's positivity. He just comes in and he changes the tone in the room if we're having like a really bad day. Right. Like if we get a, okay, like we'll get off the air and like the exact thing that happens every day after the show is I go into my room, I walk out, knock on my son's door, and I'm like. You hungry? <laughs> <laughs> and we go downstairs and our thing in the morning is we make food together. But that's something that you share. And that's and that's and I believe how we roll. That that's what a man that walks out on their kids really are missing. There's a is lot of some good out. moments that they could have. And I think, you know, and okay. when somebody else steps up and does that they should be left alone yeah and, and i'm gonna get i'm gonna give chase a little kudos here for being a single dad because not a lot of men would step up and do what he's doing no they wouldn't uh-uh, they'd probably go out there, get a piece of ass the majority of the for a living fucking and, and uh, I'm not, babysitter. I'm not gonna say all men, but a lot of men We'll just be like, no, you can take the kids <laughs> and give the kids to the wife or the ex-wife or the ex-girlfriend or whatever the scenario is. Not a lot of men would take the responsibility of being a single dad and raising their own kids. Damn good topic. I believe the parents bear a lot of responsibility while the kids are somewhat younger. But once they are grown, the responsibility to fix their lives begins to shift to the kid. 100% right there. That is so true, but at the same time, it doesn't mean you can't help influence their decisions. Well, that's just as like far you mean, as voicing your you opinion. used to yell at me about trying to get me involved in my daughter's marriage. I will not do that. I can't. They have to learn on their own. Well, now SNS. My youngest, I knew I wasn't in place in my life that I would be able to take care of or raise in a responsible way. I put her up for adoption. I was able to help choose who she went to. And that's being a man right there. That's If yeah. you're at a point in your life that you know it's a not a good situation, I believe that's a different story with adoption. Yeah. 
I truly believe that because you take away all that hurt that they're going to feel all the problems that can come with not being ready to be a parent. Mm -hmm. Just like you, you turned out good. That's the only damn good thing that dumb broads ever done (laughs) was give you up for adoption because she's a nasty person. Well, she was a four. You want the definition of white trash? That's what she is. She was 14 addicted to drugs and an alcoholic already. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, she wasn't ready. Well, I hope not. She was 14. (laughs) But at the same time, when she got older, she had four kids total. She got rid of me. She got rid of my sister. And then she kept the other two. Mm -hmm. But eventually. But what thing gives her the right to think she can have a relationship? I don't know. She used to get pissed off at me when uh, after we met back in 94. She used to actually get pissed off at me and text my phone if I didn't wish her a happy birthday or a happy Mother's Day. Go fuck yourself. You're not in my life. And I'm sorry. See, that's one thing about family. When they're not in your life and you don't know them, what gives them the right to expect anything from you? You may have given birth to me, but never in my life will I ever wish you a happy Mother's Day. But do you know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> if you don't know them, no. they, they've they only been around you for a little bit. Yeah. What gives them the right to ask you to do something? Nada. Nothing. Because where were you the rest of my life? Nowhere. You have no attachment to them. No, none. Absolutely none. So they have no right to bitch, complain, mm-hmm. cry, whine. It's like, shut the fuck up. I've only, how many times? You you only seen them, what, three or four times? Maybe five at most. They shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's what I say. Five five times I've seen the bio mom in, yeah, since 1994. SNS, I raised uh, nine kids as a single dad. Man, that's a Herculean task right there. Are you starting a basketball team or something? Right? Kind of like me, man. It's kind of cool. I always worry about That's kids of... coming to the door, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Hollywood? Uh, Slayer. No. Sounds like my mom had me when she was 16. But at the same time, do you believe if she gave... And this is a, a good topic, adoption. When you went to a good family... Except your fucking uh my dad. I got yeah, a good dad. I had a good you dad. You had a good father. My daddy, my daddy did most of the raising. My mom was just there. But could you imagine what your life would have been with that piece of white trash? I'd probably be drug addiction, a drug addict and an alcoholic. You wouldn't be who you are today. Mm-mm. No way. There's an, I would be nothing like who I am. How, what do you think you would have been like? I seriously think I would have been a drug addict and a freaking alcoholic. Or I wouldn't even be alive. Because of her. Yeah. Because she thought it was all right to Dude. do drugs with kids. Well, the first day, the first day we met her, she freaking was doing coke and drinking Jack right in front of us. And that's the, the And thing. I'm like, wow, there's like a two-year-old over there and a four-year-old over there. And you're smart and that, no You know what? Line. That should have been our cue to just walk away. Yeah, it should have been. But we didn't. You should have walked away from that entire family. 
I truly believe that. But we didn't. It's not we. It's you. I didn't. Me, I have nothing for them. I can't stand any of them. So if I can't... And that's what a lot of people have to understand. You got to draw a line in the sand. If it's crossed, get the fuck out of there. Who cares about them? Truly believe that. Uh, Chase, uh, you're a lucky man, my dude. Uh, you know what? I bash on her on the air. <laughs> you bash on me off the air. Shut up. It's the same. But I am lucky to have the China doll. <laughs> I really am. Because she is a good, kinded person. Even though she's a bitch to me, she's still kind-hearted. She don't like hurting people. No. And that is rare nowadays to find because a lot of women out there are vengeful. I can be, but I try not to be. But at least you try. Yeah. Other women are vengeful. And then they wonder why they're fucking alone with the dildo. I mean, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, being a being a stepmom with uh hollywood's kids is not what has never been easy is i mean it's not being a step parent's not easy it's really not because you know you don't want to see have them see you when you're like in a pissy mood or whatever the case may be but it's like you always want okay like i always tried to be better than his ex-wife but i don't think i needed to try (laughs) no you didn't but you really stepped up to the game you know, it's like it, it it was it was not an easy task. I mean, it took God eight years to win his daughter over. Actually longer. But because I remember even at our wedding. That's because the influence that that ex bitch of mine had. Yeah. Well, his ex had so much influence that his son refused to come to our wedding. Mm-hmm. And his daughter at the wedding, right after the wedding, still at the church, was crying, saying how now my mom and dad will not get together again. That's not her fault. No, it's not. I mean, it's not my it's not it's not uh, her fault, like the kid's fault, but it was his ex-wife's fault (laughs) because of all the crap she used to say. But at the same time. I didn't actually get super close with her until 10. It wasn't until 10 years ago when she came here for the first time with our oldest granddaughter. And we started bonding from that point on. Mm -hmm. So it took a lot of years before I got super close with her. Now the two stepsons, they're the, the, the both of them. The one loved you to death. The one, yeah, the one. The one in prison. The one in prison did. But I always had a difficult task with him. And not saying I was blaming him, but because of the scenario around how he came into this world. Uh, Yeah, I, I would look at him. And when I would look at him, I would see his mother. So it was like, for me, that was one of the hardest things in the world. And that's a sad state of affairs, Roy. Uh, lost my father to cancer when I was 15. Then a narcissistic fuck nut came in. 
did not go down well, destroyed my relationship to my mother to this day. And now he's 50 years old. That's another damn good subject to talk about right there. Uh, we ran out of time today. We're going to continue in the next couple days with uh, agents of socialization. Very good conversation today. Very good conversation uh, that we had today. So I'm going to give you guys a clue on uh, things that you could start thinking about. Mm. For the next couple days. So maybe you guys can come up with some questions or something. But some of the other influence of your socialization is going to be school, your peers, and the mass media, and religion. There you go. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>